Aw oh, man, I wish I had a fairy godmother to help me with my fit. It's looking kind of busted right now. Ah, hey you, cutie with no hoodie. It's your fairy godmother. Damn, you mean a fairy god me? Because we sound just alike. Am I having an insecure Issa Rae in the mirror moment? Yeah, whatever, don't worry about it. We got you covered, okay? So we're going to make sure that you are looking hot this winter when you go out to have a ball. Okay, okay. So, so what y'all got over there? Well, I am the Millennials Anonymous DTLR Villa Fairy, say that ten times fast, and they got you. They got matching sets from Puma, Nike, Juicy Couture, and so much more. So okay. all you gotta do is go to Millennials backslash shop and click on DTLR Villa, and you can get the savings today. Okay, let's go. Now, hurry back, cause... Cause... my car's gonna turn into a pumpkin if I don't come back on time? No, Millennials Anonymous is on, so let's go. Millenni, millenni, millennia, what? Millennia, what? Millennia, what? My name is Lisa and I'm a fucking millennial. I did not. Because with Pharrell, we made it out some shit. Pharrell, Pharrell. Yeah, you know we run the world, right? I'm saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas. Just want y'all to hold it. That don't even sound right. That don't even sound like me. Mm-mm. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the individual guests' own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Millennials Anonymous or MAPS Media. The material and information presented here is for entertainment purposes only and not meant to malign any person, place, thing, or group. MAPS Media's name and all forms and abbreviation are the property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement or opposition of any specific organization, product, or service. This is purely entertainment, folks. Now let's get it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl, Lise Winnie, and I am a fucking millennial. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm is. Yes, I'm is. So let's get this party started. And my bad, I forgot to tell you guys that you weren't getting an episode for Christmas. So I know you were feeling it in your heart and your soul. And I, my, my mistake. Okay, my mistake. But you have this now. And guess what? I got a little gift for you. Yes, I did. So Alexander Sutton Sharp is here from For the People of the People. Yes, it's like 2020 all over again. And I really miss that show. I was talking about maybe we need to reboot that because there's a lot of political things that are happening. And we need to talk to people from all different aspects and walks of life. So we had libertarians on, we had Republicans on, you know, independents on. So we need to bring that back. We need to do a rewind. Wayne's World, party time, excellent. We need to bring that back. I don't know when, I don't know how, because whenever, whenever, whenever. Like, I don't have no time when I tell you, baby. I don't have no time. I don't have no time. I hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas or Krima. I hope you enjoyed your Krima because I did. I did enjoy my Christmas. Now, it is a scam. Like, Christmas is such a scam. But I love the holidays of it all. I love the trees and the decorations and the gifts and the, all of that. And I ate, like, every cookie pie, cake. I had gingerbread people. Yeah, I'm politically correct. Mm-hmm, yes. I had gingerbread people from Trader Joe's, which is, that is fucking amazing. Okay, it's fucking bomb. And if you can ever get that when it come back, get them. Get that. You flex. You want to flex all them gifts under y'all tree and all of that and show in the pictures? Because that's really not for y'all kids. That's for us. You want flex? Go get them gingerbread people. It's the best thing you'll ever have in your life. 
Mm-hmm. Better than a better than a Tesla. Better than a Mercedes. It's a fucking delicious. Okay, maybe it's because I'm fat, but I don't know. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, I enjoyed my Christmas holiday very much. I hope you guys enjoyed yours. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a wonderful Hanukkah. Okay, hope you had an amazing Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. All right, I hope you had an amazing Kwanzaa as well which kwanzaa to me never quite took off in my household i think it's just because it was a lot of it was a lot to a lot of a lot of a like you had to know the days and you had to know the gifts to go with the days and then the candle and then you had to know what the candle would go with the days with the can like i it's a lot in order for you to do it accurately you you it's like it requires a lot more research and you know me i'm like i it gotta be pretty simple you know, pretty simple for me. And it's just like, it was a lot, but I, I appreciate you. And I think more stores should sell Kwanzaa stuff. It's kind of hard to get Kwanzaa stuff. Like you got, got to go to like a specialty store in order to get it. And I'm like, yeah, Walmart, y'all had Juneteenth ice cream, step y'all game up. Like what the hell? Anyway, I hope y'all had an amazing holiday season. Okay. And I hope you enjoy your new year's too. I'm not sure what I'm doing for new year's Eve. I have not figured that out yet, but Mm, we'll see what I do and I'm also happy to tell you guys well we have a guest today you know what I said with Alexander but we also or Alex but we also have our finale coming up so in about 30 days a little over 30 days or so so I'm gonna try to get some people on here and get some guests and stuff maybe some people I haven't had on here in a while or haven't had on here We'll see. I'm going to see what I'm going to do, what, what we going to do, what I'm going to do, what we going to do. It'll, it's going to be, I'm going to try to end on a bang, okay? I'm going to try to end on a bang. But I just wanted to let you guys know since I didn't let you know about the Christmas thing. So appreciate y'all and everything. And I got a chance to watch The Best Man or start watching The Best Man uh, last chapters, which I don't know. I heard a lot of people saying they really, really liked it. Like, I'm just not into it yet. Like, it moved really fast. And mind you. I've watched shows that move really fast. Like, the House of the Dragon moved fast as hell. Like, one day there was an infant, the next day there was 37. Like, it moved real fast. But I don't know why I'm not really feeling it. Like, I feel like it's something missing. I don't know if it's because the Best Man Holiday scarred me. Because, like, I get that real things happen in life. Tragedies happen. People die. We all gonna die. But I feel like certain shows, because we have so much tragedy and stuff in our real lives, we, we don't need it. Like, it's not necessary. And I felt like she didn't, Mia didn't need to die. And, like, they made her die. Like, they had to make it dramatic. Like, sometimes my people, like, we got to make stuff overly dramatic. Like, I was like, it, it. I felt like it was not needed. It was not necessary. But anyway, this one, I don't know. I just haven't, you know, there were some things where it was like, ha, 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 you know. And it's cute and it's great to see everybody back and everybody looks amazing. But I just feel like something missing. Now, I'm only on episode two. I might be on three. Two or three, the end of two, beginning of three. And I just haven't, it hasn't caught my eye yet. Like, I still feel like something is off. Something is missing. Like, there's something missing. I just cannot put my finger on it. I don't know if it's Mia's character. I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like something is missing. Like, I haven't quite, I'm not all in. 
I'm not all in yet. So I'm going to, I'll give it another go. I'll try to watch a few more episodes to see if maybe, you know, something happens and I'll go like, oh my gosh. But the first couple episodes, it was kind of predictable. And I was like, I don't like shows that are predictable. I don't like shows where you know where it's going. And it's like, I, I you're going to have to do something. Because like, I feel like I can predict the end of the show. And it's like, uh-uh, I don't want that. I don't want that. Uh-uh, I don't want that. Because I can feel... You know, like, T. Diggs' character, like, I know that his marriage is kind of a little rocky, and I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can kind of see the, I mean, but then again, that's what it's supposed to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm not being realistic. See, I therapize myself, and I made that up right there. See, sometimes if you talk long enough, you can do it. You can do it for yourself. I therapize myself. And figured it out. But I'm gonna keep watch I'm gonna keep watching it. And I'll let y'all guys know next week if I've changed my mind. But right now, it's sort of like meh. Like I'm not eh. If I finish it, I finish it. If I don't, I don't. It's sort of like I started watching Emily in Paris. Like when the pandemic hit, I was all in. And now it's sort of like meh. I don't know. Like I just haven't caught on to that show either like I think I started watching the first episode and I didn't even finish the first episode and I, it's no knock on the show it's just I don't know maybe I'm in a different place in my life but it just wasn't clicking it just wasn't clicking for me anyway so we will get into these millennial minutes because there's so much to unpack and so much to unwrap we talked about January 6th we talked about Trump we talked about Kanye we talked about a bunch of different things that have happened over the years and recently. So let's get into this. Let's talk to Alex and get this all sorted out with these millennial minutes. All right, so we have Alex here today. He's going to talk politics with us. We're going to talk about Trump. We are going to talk about Carrie Lake and her crazy foolishness and the GOP problem that Trump actually is a part of that problem too. The GOP created a problem and now they have to deal with it. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Kanye. Yes, Kanye is still talking. And of course, Elon Musk, who he asked the people, what should he do? And they gave him an answer, but he has not answered yet. So we'll see what happens with all of that. So before I get to that, how are you doing? It's I'm been a minute. Over. It's been a minute. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, uh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, off, you know, enjoying the holidays and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good and, and, and very and very happy. How about yourself? How have things been for you? Good, good. I've been quite busy, but oh, again, Lord. with the holiday, I can't wait for the break. Christmas, though, I'm not a big Christmas. Like, I love Christmas for the decorations and the festivities. But as I get older, I realize that it's a lot of materialisticness involved with Christmas oh, and that part of it. And, and, spending, and spending, too. So, like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I will say, I, I will say for me, like when you go through life, uh, obviously it's different when you have children, but uh, with friends and stuff that you get gifts for, you get, things get more and more simple as you get on because people typically have the things that they want throughout the year and, you know, they come up, they don't come up with ideas. So you just let them know, well, if you don't have any ideas, then, you know, you're just expecting me to pick out something. I hope that you like it. So, yeah, so. 
True. True. Oh, yeah, so, oh, so you see, like, I, I try to be like you. Uh, with, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I, I see oh. it. You, you flashy now. Yeah, that I'm, means oh. you got good insurance. See, uh, that's well, good. Well, actually, I feel like I I have a really good dentist. Um, as a as a Jewish owned business, um, in Pikesville, in Maryland, and um, they do a really good job. They have really awesome uh, staff there. Um, very professional. So, I think that I owe them more than anything else because I did spend a pretty penny. I spent like six thousand or so for these, which is not not too bad, right? Well, I mean, it's not bad, but I mean, that's a lot. Like America, we got to do better. We have got to do better. I, I agree. I agree. I was, I was, I was just like, you know what? If it's like something that is long lasting for your teeth, it's an, an unnecessary expense because you know I have all my teeth and stuff. But it's more for the the perfect smile. I, I'll spend the money. What? I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Now you let's start with let's start with Trump since that's something that's unfolding now. Right. The House Ways and Means Committee is meeting today to determine whether or not Trump will have to actually give his taxes over. Because right now, you know, Trump has supposedly been audited for the past, what, 75 years? Yeah. And so now they will vote on that. But yesterday, the January 6th committee actually did refer Trump for criminal charges now this doesn't mean anything legally for those of you that don't know they have no legal jurisdiction on over anything it would be up to the department of justice to determine whether or not they would actually file charges do you think a former sitting president of the united states of america would ever ever be charged with anything um I do if it was Obama, but I feel like, and if it was a Democrat, I feel like it would happen. But I feel like Trump is a special case because I feel like there's a lot of irrationality and hypocrisy and shamelessness um, on the GOP side when it comes to rule of law. They claim to be the party of rule of law, but when it actually comes down to Trump, it just seems like all of that's out the window. If Obama had did one of the three things you listed, I, I'm sure he would have been caught up about it. The GOP would have been all day all night it would have been uh, you know pitchforks they would have cried nothing would have gotten done until they were able to get what they needed um so you remember they I, got on him just for wearing a tan suit they got on just, it was for, wearing, it was just for wearing a tan suit i mean it's the situation with uh hillary clinton and the emails and the Gazi, like they i mean they when they had power they showed that you know just a small misunderstanding or a small um you know, issue of, uh, you know, war or in terms of your position in office, what a big deal to them. But Trump can literally burn down the entire government and they will just, you know, yeah, you know, that's, that's American freedoms or uh, what about Hunter Biden or whatever. Like it's always, they always look the other way when it comes to Trump. I do not believe that government can hold anyone accountable when only one political um, side is trying to do so unless there's an overwhelming majority and it seems like our government will never get i don't i don't know i, I will say i don't think a government will ever get that far left or that far right ever again um i believe that when enough republicans or if the republicans have some type of um like i guess a lot of the people that are in there are replaced with more decent and more morally sound republicans i feel like in that situation yes but otherwise i i 
I'm just on a wait and see basis. I'm on the like, I don't think that anything's going to happen whatsoever because I don't think that um, the GOP care at all. And I think that you need the GOP to be able to hold accountable. That's true because. Same way with previous presidents too, where they were held accountable, you needed a bipartisan effort. Um, like Nixon, even Bill Clinton, and he's a little, mm-hmm. a little less bipartisan, but right. <laughs> yeah, that was new. Yeah, yeah, they, they got him about sex in the office, and it's like you know I understand it's a it's a you know a uh, position of power uh, issue, but they were very on top of that, and then this guy is like breaking financial laws. This guy is, uh, is breaking. Um, you know, insurrection laws. It's just left, right, center. Yeah, because they're charging him for inciting an insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and conspiracy to give false statements. That's a lot. All in all, in what she did, <laughs> like he, like it's like all <laughs> in what she did. Like I'm not sure if they need a grand jury for stuff like this. Because if if so, they'll just get somebody that looks like a Trump supporter that will never convict him. I just don't know what it will take um, outside of a bipartisan effort. And I feel like they just don't care. Like he can literally do anything he wants. He let everybody know he can do whatever he wants. They will not do anything to him. And it has been proven over and over and over again. So um, I do feel like the committee that obviously brought the charges to him is our, our bipartisan. Um, but it's not like a large body of bipartisan people, and both of those people are, are that were on that committee are not going to be in office um, come January. So I am it's on a new a, Congress, it's Republican. A new Congress. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that's going to be a pretty uh, SHIT show, to be honest, because I, I, I just do not think that they have the the uh, the vernacular to not be shameless, to actually be honest, of, like just so many things in just terms of just being fair. I do not know the benefit of this favoritism towards someone that's not even in power anymore that they have with um, Trump. Uh, but they 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 do seem you to think he still has power? Because I feel like his power is waning in the Republican Party. I feel like DeSantis, which is actually a much more scary character if you scary. think about it. Absolutely. But he has he's winning in the Republican circles. Look what he did in Florida. Like he turned places that were blue red. Like Florida went red, red. If there was yeah. any success for Republicans, it was DeSantis, and he wants to run for president. Do you think people are still backing Trump? They didn't even want him anywhere near Georgia. Every person he put up lost. Mm-hmm. Well, so, not everyone, but a lot of them. I So I think that Ron DeSantis is something that the media is propping up more than anything else. I think okay. the way that Donald Trump was, like, I remember... Um, you know, after Obama's final term, I remember uh, a buddy I'm no longer cool with that was a Trump supporter, and he was like, kind of joking about Trump for a little bit, but then he started getting really serious about him. And I don't, and I think that the media kind of shown the level of engagement, but I think it was really about the people. And okay. I, I think when it comes to DeSantis, I really think that that's the media doing a lot of that manipulation in terms of like constantly talking about him i believe that if trump in my opinion i believe that if trump is not could not be joe biden 
I feel like a person like Ron DeSantis, where there's so many uh, instances of like direct bigotry, uh, um, direct extremism, um, I don't think that that would work countrywide in order for you to be able to win the office. I feel like people are pushing back against extremism, the anti-COVID um, rhetoric coming from him. Uh, I just feel like it's like Trump times three, but with policy in direct, like, evidence that you can say okay this guy is absolutely extreme you know when he gets in office he's going to do extreme things i don't think the independents which i believe are the ones that basically decide elections for everyone will vote for something like that i'm pretty shocked in florida but i just think that just like how eric with arizona i think that the dynamics in florida change have changed towards though it's just much more conservative and people are just very happy about that i also think mm -hmm. that the candidate for the democrat in florida was horrible like i would not feel good about voting for a candidate like that okay so you so, you didn't like chris chris was I, I like I, I i i listened to i watched the view quite a bit and i listened to anna navarro and she told and she said um he was basically a Republican, like the bigotry, the um, racism, the insensitivity, the hyper-religious perspectives and stuff. Um, those, those were things in his career. So how would you feel good about a Democrat, uh, you know, that had those kind of morals and you're voting for someone that's basically kind of like, essentially, quite essentially the same exact thing. How would you get people to come out of your house for something like that? You know what I'm saying? So I think that it, there were a lot of things in play. I think it's just the option for government, governor was so terrible on the Democratic side. That's why it looked like that in Florida or anything else. But nationwide, the only way I can see DeSantis winning is if just Joe Biden is just that unpopular with independents. Um, and they're just like, yeah, we don't really care if we get DeSantis, but I'm still leaning on believing that American people would not choose something like that. And I still think that, and then to answer your the original question about Trump, I think that Trump has a fandom, like a okay. fan. I don't think he, Rand, he Rand sold Rand. out of his cards. He had little cards. He sold out. He did sell out uh, the the very same night. Um, mm -hmm. I think that people, it's it's. A, I feel like you need to have like a cult, like a, a cult fandom level of thing when it comes to GOP. I don't think Ron DeSantis has that. Trump has years and decades. I I would have to push back on that because I think that Trump, DeSantis talks to a percentage of the population that Trump also talks to, but he right. also talks to those Republicans that want to mask their, you know, hate of other diverse, and I'm not saying that it's just Republicans, there are some Democrats that are hateful too, it's not just Republicans. But I feel like he speaks to those Republicans because he can get policy passed. So you right. have a legitimate candidate now that a lot of the Republicans are starting to shun Trump because this guy has policy. And I think that they think that he could get it through because I don't even know if Trump is beats him in the primary. Like, I don't even know if he would get the Republican nomination. I honestly think Don Ron DeSantis, call him Don, Ron DeSantis would win i think he has enough people nationwide that support what he's doing look what he did with the migrants people were cheering him on so yeah, much that texas and it was other border states that started to do this so i think that he has enough and he's making himself known yeah like, so the kamala harris's house and you know doing the don't say gay bill and all of these things are dog whistles and they're well, nation I, I talk about I think that so 
if I if I think about it, I think that maybe he's scoring higher to your point with professional Republicans that are trying to get policy passed. I think that Trump is more of a like a sensational a businessman that was outside of government. I think he still represents something very different. And I feel like that is what kind of stirred up the cult, like the, the fandom and the cultism that I don't think Ron DeSantis can do. I just think that overall, I think that Trump is just a more hype brand, established brand, you know, the election was stolen. This is what I want to do when I get an office. I just think that he just has, I think it'll be a fight for sure. I just still mm -hmm. have got Trump coming ahead for that reason. I just think that there are elements about Trump that people were really happy with. And I think that if you have someone that is pushing those extreme kind of fringe things, I just think that a lot of people are beyond that. Like if you, all you have to offer is like uh, disheveling migrants and attacking gay people and being a COVID denier as like your primary, you know, points of policy within your state, how would that look to like a state like Arizona and Nevada and you know like so what many makes money though so yeah, the I mean, economy is strong so yes, he, can, I don't, he can run on that you can run on that but I I, I I would I would argue that I would hope that because they always like to do the economy 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 but I feel like that didn't even do anything in the primaries like I mean the uh, not the primaries the uh, the midterm election like they were running on economy economy so bad I'm like oh my god and then they did not get the level of turnout for conservative. Uh, midterm candidates that they were hoping for. I don't think that people but they had really bad candidates. And this actually is a great segue into yeah. the GOP problem. The Republican Party said don't vote. It's stolen. Don't come out. Don't come out. And so that's exactly what happened. And a lot of people stayed home because the, the election is stolen. And then they had really, really bad candidates. And I think that's what it was because those candidates weren't talking about the election. They were talking, not the election, about the economy. They were talking about uh, the elections are stolen yeah. and the Democrats are evil. And, you know, I don't know what Walker was talking about. Like, I, if you could tell me what he was, vampires I, and where I, I don't know either, but I, I still think that those candidates are Ron DeSantis. I think that they, like, Walker spoke about economy. Um, Carrie Lake spoke about economy. She'll vote election. Uh, you know, she's an election liar as well. But like, I feel like these all these candidates still, you know, touched on the things that Ron DeSantis touched on the wokeism, all that stuff. Like, you know, the anti-blackness, all that stuff. I feel like they all do that because they see that it works for him. I just really do not think that that is just vibing well with people. They just, I, I feel like they don't believe Republicans. The only Republican that I, oh wait, wait the only Republican that I'm shocked about. Uh, there was this guy who made a commercial saying, are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? I can't remember that guy's name. He did win his, he did win his election. Um, and, and, and that's it. I can't remember the guy's name. I can like Google it real fast, but it was like a, a literal commercial of him saying, okay. are you a was racist? He a, was, was he in a democratic state? Or he was, he was in, he was in a, he was in a, a red district, but I feel okay. like, I feel like, um, he was like one of the main candidates that I've seen running on the hate migrants, hate, uh, you know, like, like this, just the, this, the bigotry train that did win. But outside of that, I haven't seen that really too much. Um, I just, I just don't think that if you're running on, like, like when I think of Ron DeSantis, right? I don't think of economy, like I, that's personally, right? 
I, when I think of Walker, I don't think of economy. If I think Carrie Lake, I don't think of economy. I think of extremism. And I just don't think extremist candidates can win. I, I don't think they talk to me. Those candidates didn't talk. Ron DeSantis did. But mm-hmm. I would say like Walker, Carrie Lake, you know, a lot of these people that or Lauren Boebert won, but she like barely won. Like, barely I think won, a right. lot of these candidates okay. were talking about cultural issues. They weren't going after the things that people cared about. Like they didn't talk about the abortion issue, which became it was a much bigger issue than people ever could have imagined. And yeah. they weren't talking about that. They weren't talking about just voting rights in general. A lot of more people cared about voting rights and democracy than they thought. And so these were things that they weren't hitting on. They were just, you know, do you want, you know, transgender children in sports and what happens yeah, if that so happens? And they were just going after cultural things and people didn't want to hear that. They. I- I actually think if they went on the transgenderism, they probably would have gotten more support. So I feel like there's a lot you of think so? I think there's a lot of transgender hate in this country, unfortunately, still. Oh, like, I agree with that. Yeah, I so I that. think that if they would hit on that one a little bit more, they could have. But I so uh you said pe- things that people really care about. So you mentioned the abortion. Obviously mm-hmm. they were they were shooting to deny abortion and that felt like that completely backfired on them. Like trying to yeah. deny yeah. the women the ability to say, hey, you know, I, I had sex and I am now pregnant. I do not want to carry my fetus to term. So let me make that decision for myself. Um, I think that that did not vote well. And then you mentioned um, you mentioned abortion, voting rights. voting rights, which is the second thing. So the, and the way that they talked about voting rights, they talked about, you know, trying to put a lot of restrictions. Whenever you looked at like policies and stuff, they were based on making it harder for more people to have access to vote that's what they were talking about and i feel like that didn't vote well either so that's probably why you didn't hear about those cultural war topics more than you heard about the uh election denialism and the wokeness that's like broader sentence whole thing like just the anti-blackness there um and i feel like those things they think more people care about um and i think that they do i think that their base does care but independence i don't think care about that stuff and i don't think non-voters care about that stuff either just look at it and just like openness like bro like what are you what are you talking about i, I mean and, and then and then also if you and when they when they say this stuff um, i think independents are definitely the most intellectually sound voting block in our country i feel like they look at it and like okay so they're saying that there's a woke issue what policy is there that is promoting wokeness you know, saying, oh, they're saying that uh, there's open borders. What policy supports open borders? Uh, oh, they're killing babies. What policy supports killing babies? When did Joe Biden do that? And I think that they look at that and it looks sensational to them. Um, and then they just don't vote with those candidates. But that is just my... I don't, I don't know if I agree with that 100%. Because I think that independent voters sway. Like, they, they're independent up until a certain point. Because a lot... Mm-hmm. If you look at, like, the libertarians, they right. typically vote Republican. Like, they they vote more conservative mm-hmm. than, like, you know, the Green Party, which is going to skew a little to so the I, left. But I, so, I think, I think that they look at money and... Because their whole thing is free. Free. Freedom. No right. government at all. Freedom. So, I think that they look for places where deregulation and what party is more of the party of deregulation that's going to be the republicans 
So I think that the Republicans are able to talk like Ron DeSantis talks a lot about deregulation. And I think when you look at Florida in the state of Florida and what he was able to do, because Val Demings, you know, she lost and she was going up against Marco Rubio. Like, really? Yeah, I, I just think that there's no way that he's ever getting out of there. Like, <laughs> the, like I feel like he has that that district locked. Like, I feel like there's certain players where it's just nothing to do. I actually checked Texas to see if, you know, how long Greg Abbott will be there for. They have no tournaments there in Texas for government. Uh, for governor so so the answer to your thing about the libertarians right so i still feel like whenever they get the opportunity they will always vote libertarian no matter what uh, i spoke when i speak to most libertarians they don't like either party at all like not even enough to like show up like you know let me just make a decision like they will just not vote for either candidate i'm speaking one of the libertarians that i know i speak to them about their freedom because that's something that's very important to them limited government and freedom and i actually said does uh restricting rights of gay people what gay people can say uh restricting you know what uh, um, i guess how black people can um speak up for themselves is, is that part of freedom and it isn't is what limiting limiting a woman's right to an abortion is that freedom it's not so i feel like every libertarian i've talked to when it comes to freedom they do not look at the republican party like that especially in today's time like that whatsoever because it, it, it's it's blatantly not freedom they just censor what they like, like and and when they are censored themselves they try to hide behind the mask of freedom because they feel like they should be able to lie and hate and be bigoted and 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 you know you know whatever which in, in a sense you it, freedom does allow you to do that in the comfort of your own space if you want to write something hateful online you know, and it does not, and it's not, not a platform that you own yourself. You have, you should have the freedom to be able to do that, right? It's not, it's not, it's not directly endangering somebody when it's your own space. Um, but that's not what they do. They limit other uh, speech and other people right. with policy. So, so I don't think, I don't think libertarians even vote for them. I think that they just will not vote for I them. Think Libertarian, because libertarians understand that despite what our forefathers may have wanted, we are living a two-party system. If they don't vote, they would never get anything accomplished that they want. And that's why you see them typically find a side. No, they don't like government, so that's why they typically don't like either side because they're government. But right. one side typically skews to the smaller government yes. and, yeah. and money side of things. But when you look at with the GOP, I think now you have to see them have to flip because they did put all their eggs in this Trump basket and it didn't work. Like Trump just, it didn't work. People didn't want that. Even in the Republican Party, it was like, we don't want this. Like you, whatever it is that you're selling is craziness. And I didn't have very much hope in the American public. I didn't have hope in the popular American populace and they, they proved me wrong that no, we don't want that wonkiness because I thought we would have way more of those Trump Trumpers. What we're saying, which I'm glad because that was that would have been so chaotic. So I still think that and I and I'm I'm never this guy, but I really think that the media is involved. Not them like manipulating people to say certain things. I think what they're airing, the voices that they're airing are ones where they're like, yeah, you know, you know, Trump's not in power anymore and I'm losing. So like, yeah, like, you know, if we can get rid of this guy so we can win, then, you know, I'm, I'm down for anything. I just want to have power. 
I think if Joe Biden wins again and they lose the majority again, that will push the French. I think that it needs a little bit more losing for the GOP for me to be on board with what you're saying. I think it just needs like, because obviously they're not in power. I mean, obviously when you're in power or you're in the government, you want to be able to do stuff. You want to be able to enact your agenda. And when you're unable to enact your agenda, I think that's priority number one. It's not the American people. It's not, at least especially with GOP. It's not, it's, it's, any, it's anything besides, I want to be able to prevent the other side from doing something and I want to enact what I want to enact. So that I feel like that is priority number one. If the election still goes left again when Joe Biden, when the Joe Biden and, and the you know the, the the Congress make up again, that and Trump loses or whatever if he's the primary or whatever, that right there that would be the the seal deal. I'm not all the way there yet, and unless I see that because it's just it's just one election that they lost, right? Like I mean, he lost presidency, mm-hmm. they lost both chambers of the house, whatever. Then they lost midterms. I think just one more. Well, technically, they won the Congress. They won. They won. They won. They won the House, but it's such a slim majority. Like, right? Like, I feel like when, because um, obviously, if you remember back in, you know, prior to this, uh, when Trump was in office, they lost the House as well and kept the Senate too. But it was a lot larger uh, majority in the majority. House mm-hmm. when they lost. Where this is a very small. This is historic. Right. Exactly. You know. So yeah. very, 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 very small. Um, margin so i think it's definitely different but i think that just how this how the independence way or whatever happens i think the you know unpopular current president they lose a house or whatever i think that that is pretty common it's just not this little bit of a loss um true that is very true this was historic Uh, speaking of of change or do you think kanye is just gone like is kanye finally just jumped fully over the the line of point of no return can he come back to be college dropout kanye or is it over i think it's over i think it was over so i mean kanye is such a a uh I will say a complicated individual, in my opinion. So for me, it, it was over when he was saying those black comments. But for a lot of people, like the fandom that Trump has, they, ignored they, just, say it. Whatever, they just say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, okay, well, you know, don't ever talk for the experience of um, oppressed and marginalized people, especially those that are no longer with us. Like, if they cannot tell you themselves, hey, I chose to be a slave or, Hey, like I, you know, I, this is what I wanted. I just woke up one day and just say, you know what, me and my, you know, me and people that look like me, we just want to just be enslaved, whipped, killed, hung, uh, not paid, you know, not clothed, stinky, live outside, treated like property. Then that would be one thing. But for you to, as a wealthy celebrity, come on TV and speak for those people in a marginalized situation like that. I feel like that was insanely insensitive. It's very GOP-esque because that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that they would love to say. Like, I feel like he's just like, I swear every time I see a black person, every time, but when I, I will say a lot of times when I see a black person that is very extreme on the conservative end, I feel like they say mm-hmm. things that other conservative white people would love to say. Um, that's not all examples because I feel like that is unfair, but I say, I will say, I will say I've seen it enough. Um, in his situation, a lot of the incendiary things that he's saying are things that white people love to say. Candace Owens? Uh, Candace Owens is, is, is another person. They, she says, mm-hmm. what I tell my friend who's a libertarian all the time, I said, because he, he 
listen to her ones. Obviously, he agrees with some of the stuff she says and some of the stuff he doesn't. I was like, well, bro, everything she says, she's not saying it for the benefit of black people. She is sending it in the benefit of other people that do not like black people and pay her mm-hmm. to send this. So um, I feel like that should have been a, no, a point of no return, but people still. Is your black. friend black? Um, no, he's Hispanic. So he's okay. A person of color still. Of so color, yeah. what do you think of with people of color who like identify with because black people in particular, especially I would say heterosexual black men mm. tend to identify more so with things that Kanye says, even when he was the anti-Semitic remarks, they kind of mm-hmm. agreed. Even when he said the anti-black remarks, they kind of agreed. Like when he went after Lizzo for being heavy, they agreed. Like it's a lot of things that mm-hmm. I hear them say, even with Candace Owens, I've heard black people, like, I agree with some of the stuff she's saying. So uh, I, I what do you think that relationship is? Like, what's I think going the on? relationship is, I think that if anyone can, if anyone says incendiary thing about black people or incendiary thing about other marginalized group in order to uplift black people, those type of people will agree. I think that's the, the easiest thing. So, like for example, Louis Farrakhan is a perfect example—a complete mm-hmm. anti-Semite, a, a, a literal, you know, not self-proclaimed but very Nazi-minded person, right? But he uplifts black people. So, for a lot of people, that's all they need. They just need you to say, "I'm doing this for the black brothers." You know, these people right here getting in your way, or you know, this big girl is somehow getting in your way, or whatever. Like, as long as you can frame it that way. A lot of uh, I, I will not I will not categorize them negatively, but a lot of people that agree with incendiary things like that, your God, you got them. This uplift, the say you're doing to uplift black people, and they got your Candace Owens. She says it all the time. Oh, we can help black people this. We help black people this, and it's always something incendiary. We can help black people this, but George Floyd really died from fentanyl. Like it's like, but yeah, you know, this is just to show you that you know, if you don't do drugs, black people, like you know, we're good. You're it's it's always that messaging. So if you look at those those statements and you mm-hmm. see how they're actually being um, pushed out there. It always is attached to some type of uplifting of black people. You do not have to uplift black people by shit on somebody else. That is my my. Do, do you think, think that Kanye's mental health, because mm-hmm. he has admitted this, it, does that play any role in the in the empathy or sympathy that we should have for Kanye? Or at this point, not, not for me. I I, I think that uh, a lot of people like to to use that as a like when they can't explain it or they're not mm-hmm. shameless enough to 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 allow you know, remarks like that to go um, forth. Because I don't think that I see that one as often. I see that probably see that more from black women. They talk about okay. the mental health thing. Um, I don't think mental health uh, allows you or automatically defaults you to say incendiary things and say you love Hitler and all this other stuff. Because like, for example, I have a- Which is insane, by it's, the way. It's, it's, it's very insane. I have, a, I have a younger brother who's special needs and he's autistic. You know, I know a lot of- My brother's also autistic, okay. So awesome. So they're not walking around saying concepts that you can hear another person that does not have self-admitted mental illness right. saying. Like Nick Fuentes, he's probably will say, like he's like over there, like, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, mm-hmm. you say all the stuff I wanna, I, I would love to say, but you know, they'll crucify me and you saying it will validate it. It's another right. concept from someone else. So I just don't think mental illness should be a proponent when it comes to his accountability for the things he's saying, the same things that he's doing, things he believes in, things he's putting out there. I think that that mm-hmm. is Kanye 
just being a tape recorder for white supremacy and ignorance. And I don't think it has anything to do with mental illness. Why? Because like this was the Kanye that called out George Bush. Right. Like I'm trying to figure out where the divide because like he was very, it seems like very pro, you know, black. It didn't seem like he was anti because like just because you're pro-black doesn't necessarily mean you're anti anything else. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it seems like he was there and then it he jumped. I I I I can't I won't I won't like say that I, I just make an assumption. I won't say that I know obviously because I, I I'm not in this life to to say what mm-hmm. changed. Um I just think that some people are easily um some people are easily, you know, confused. Some people are easily sponge like. Some people might always have had that thing in them. Maybe a, a certain wealth status can change your perspective on things. Um, but I feel like he's just basically maybe a person that really didn't have a very strong concept of who they were. And then when they okay. saw, and when they were introduced into the concept of, of GOPism, you know, the anti-blackness, anti-LGBTQ, the over-religious stuff, uh, hate Jewish people, whatever. Um, I think that that concept resonated with him because he felt that that would be some way, shape or form better for himself because he is about himself first. Um, mm-hmm. And then if he can use it to manipulate his way to be able to be more about himself, be able to get his allies on on point by saying, oh, you know, my black fan base, you know, if we hate these people, things would be better for all of us, including me. I think that it will be self-serving. So I feel like for him, if I I have to say anything in terms of generalization, because it obviously is assumption, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's self-serving for him to be the way that he is right now, because otherwise, yeah, I mean, I imagine how less relevant he would be if he was not this way you know he would uh, he would just be selling his shoes and um can he sell his shoes now well not now i'm saying like if he okay. wasn't, yeah not now but i'm saying back you know obviously back when just be, you know he's just falling to obscure me i mean he would be like a a a lesser thought about jay-z so i think that it's more let me ask you this this is another kyrie irving okay so the whole situation with kyrie irving a lot of people didn't necessarily. So he shared a film. I didn't. I've never seen this film. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So, like I said, I can't speak to it uh, because I've not actually watched the film in totality. Uh, but from uh, what I've been told, this is a anti-Semitic propaganda video. Right. So, and to, to me, he's a little. I don't know. He doesn't shares things that don't seem like he has the full concept of what it is. I think that people don't agree with what he did, but I think the reaction, like mm-hmm. with like the NBA, do you think that that was fair given or what are your thoughts on that? So they didn't fire him. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's the ultimate, you know, you got, you know, good luck. Um, I think that, it was fair for me, but I understand a lot of people do not feel that way. Um, I always feel like I'm always like the, the the minority thought when it comes to a lot of these uh, issues surrounding anti-Semitism in our community. I am always just like, none of it is okay. Um, from what I heard, the film was another Jewish denial ancestry. Mm-hmm. Holocaust. Denial. Yeah, yeah, Holocaust yeah. Denier. So it was like, uh, okay, so it's a house. So, because I, I, I know that the thing that Nick Cannon was saying was that like blacks with true Hebrews or something. I thought that maybe that was something he was sharing. But anyway, it was some, it was some way, shape, or form denial, denialism of what happened to Jewish people or Jewish people's mm-hmm. religious background or whatever, like a denial of, of historical Jewish um, concepts, right? 
I think that him as a person with a lot of eyes on him, um, anything he posts on there, he should be responsible for. He should be like, you know what? How can the public view this thing? Um, am I in a space where I can share this thing and be okay with what happens afterwards? If the answer is yes or no, then you make a decision based on that. Uh, I, I'm not going to say because he maybe works for a Jewish person or anything like that. A lot of other people will say that, mm -hmm. you know, he shouldn't or should. I think that morally he should be held accountable for anything that he puts out there because he's a public figure. If he was like, if, if it was just me, if it was me and I posted what he posted, it probably would have zero consequence. But because of where he is and his status and who hires him and, and the eyes that are on him, I think there was a fair and justified um, response to, to doing that. You should be accountable, you should be responsible. And I feel like that sets the tone for other people that are thinking, okay, well, you know, I kind of feel that same way too. Should I post it or should I share it as well? And they're just like, you know what? It's not worth it. Um, let me just not. Or let me do it and then I can suffer the consequences myself. So I think that it was fair and justified. But what do you think uh, in, your, in your opinion? I, I agree with you. I agree that a lot of people don't understand that freedom of speech is never free. It always comes at a consequence. So you can say whatever it is that you want, but there's a consequence to saying what you want. Now, do I feel like your company should make you do 15,000 things before you get your job back? Not necessarily, but that's a choice. You, it may not be a great one. You can walk away from the millions of dollars at the NBA. You choose not to do it, absolutely. But he chose not to do that. So he had a choice. So I think that people, like you said, need to be more mindful that freedom of speech is not always free. And everything that you think and believe and say doesn't necessarily have to be put out to the forefront and then you should find out where this information that you are sharing is coming from and where is the source because i had someone she's very very smart she sent me a propaganda video covid propaganda video she had no clue but when she sent it to me i went hmm i wonder who made this and so i just went down the rabbit hole and it was steve bannon so that's why I was like, you have to do some research to 100%. find out where so, your story is going. I agree. So let me ask you. So um, uh, when it comes to him actually posting that, uh, and obviously knowing that freedom of speech is is not is not free, um, what about the benefit in his mind that he thought sharing that? Would accomplish what do you think like what do you what what benefit do you think that he thought sharing some something like that would give him like what do you think what was the what was the point like what 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 do you get out Social of that validation clicks and likes because i think that he shared it because he knew that black people we are always at the bottom anything that will make us feel like we are in a better position or a better spot it's going to get clicks, views, likes, and shares. And so I really think that he thought that putting this out there, he would get that social validation that he needed. Possibly, he's also a flat earther. So I don't know, in his oh, mind, maybe he really thought that this information was valid and true. I can't say for sure, but I think a lot of it has to do with clicks and likes and social validation. So, and I think that's why he shared it. So remember when I said that I feel like every thing that Kanye, Candace Owens, the Hodge twins would put out there, it's, they'll always put it on the premise. Well, maybe not the Hodge twins. I think the Hodge twins, just, they just are just blatantly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'll say Kanye West, Candace Owens, because that's 
more on what we're talking about. Nick Cannon, um, mm-hmm. to a degree. I, They'll say yeah. black upliftment. First, first, Louis Farrakhan, Louis Farrakhan. Black upliftment is my point of sharing this thing. And right. then it will attract other black people that are feeling at the bottom, feeling left out, feeling disparaged, and it will empower them to, you know, like, oh my goodness, like, if I hate this person or I hate this concept or I hate this group of people or this group of people have done something to me that they may have not even done, then it makes them feel good about putting that frustration in their Mm -hmm. life onto that group of people. I think that is what is kind of behind all of this, like in terms of the support and stuff. So, So, so that's why when I asked you that question, I was like, trying to, to, to go back to what I said earlier, that I feel like you can literally say anything and incendiary, but as long as you can say, it's just it's just to make us feel better. It's just to let you know, this is the reason why you, you hate your life. They'll be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I, I believe you. And I hate them too. I believe, I believe this thing about these people because- Isn't that religion? I hate to say this. He's not saying that this is me, but isn't that sort of how religion works? Like I, if you think about it, it's a concept that, um, I mean, I, I'm not very, uh, you know, religion is a, a totally different kind of word for me, but like, I, I just feel like religion is like not a concept that individual people only borrow concept from somewhere else. And then they, and then, and then they, 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 they morph into that concept and then they try to perpetuate the concept to other individuals. I believe that is how religion works. Um, the only thing about religion comparative to what's, you know, the other things are being said is that at least these things are being said, there is some tangibility there where I feel like with religion, a lot of it is things that have either transpired a long time ago or there's no way to verify they even transpired at all. So it's okay. more, it's, it's more, it's more, it's more, um, faith-based obviously. And then some of these other things are just either just lies or, um, just blatant hate. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just blatant hate or lies, or a combination of both. So, so the, it's the only difference there, in my opinion, between uh, religion. But I think that says something, and you know, it, it will kind of like wrap it. But I think that's where we see a lot of this stuff continue, though. Though, in a lot of the hate and vitriol that we have in this country, because it is like a religion where you feel included in this group this person makes me feel it's like a cult the difference between cult and religion is time if you give it enough time that cult will oh. can become a religion i'll let you know so, has a cult right now like hundred <laughs> percent it is i I'm, I'm telling you it's 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 looking like donald trump 2.0 yes and that is a cult I, if you are in that with donald trump because at some point when you start hearing the people that they interview and they just it's like I don't see no evil, hear no evil. I was like, how did you come to that conclusion? Like, I am confused. You help me help you help me help you. Like, I don't understand how you got there. But I know that for a fact that that is a cult. And we are in that place in this country where I think that so many people are just lost. Like, they, we feel disconnected, especially with technology, mm-hmm. that people just need to fit in. Like, even that with t- DJ Twitch, like, a lot of people were like, completely shut like that was like what like i just watched this video what so i think we're all in a place where we need to be nicer to people we Mm -hmm. need to be nicer to ourselves 
and we need to do some research. If you're following anybody on social media, wherever, even like we didn't mention Elon, but I guess we'll do that really quick. Elon yes. jumping from here to there. Okay. Is he stepping down? No, I think that Elon posts those polls to be sensational as well, to be able to get attention that he wasn't normally able to get. Um, he said he would honor it. He got a big fat no. I don't think he's going to go with Black <laughs> I think I think he'll try to. I think he says he puts things out there to make himself feel good, and when it doesn't work, he's like, "Oh, that didn't work." So let me try. Let me try something else. You know, like I think that he is a agent of chaos, and I believe that he will that without the Twitter platform, he's less capable of being that way. So no, mm -hmm. I don't think he'll accept that. I, if anything. He'll delete the whole app and nobody will have access before. <laughs> I don't know what was in that contract, but I I felt like him taking over the pro of, over Twitter would be exactly what it was right now. And I don't. I mean, if I could foresee it, I feel like the person that sold Twitter should have seen it too. But who knows? But no, I don't think I so. Think I think Twitter knew that their finances were a little shaky and they got an offer and they sold it. Like, I feel I mean, like... I don't know. Like, that offer is a lot of money. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, $44 million, <laughs> like, that'll take care of, like, 10 generations going down. You know, so, like, I... I... I, I, I mean, I don't think that Twitter's bringing it was bringing in $44 billion a year or even in, in, in that person's lifetime, obviously. So... I think that they took the financial benefit for themselves mm -hmm. and, you know, they said, you know, by my platform, I'm going to just take this money to the bank and live a, a very, very happy life. <laughs> right. You know, maybe I'll make my own platform, you know, again in the future, but why do anything? get off of Twitter. Yeah. Just, yeah. They're probably, <laughs> probably not even on Twitter anymore. Probably, but uh, they just, I mean, I, I, I understand it, but I feel like literally Elon Musk is what he's doing right now is literally what, I felt he was going to do just be a very big agent of chaos for a platform, and he is definitely he's definitely living up to my imagined um, thought of him before he took over the platform. So, no. Elon reminds me of Kanye, and that's why I think they like each other so much. They they remind me of one another, and I feel very, like very chaotic. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they say things in order to get stuff like when i notice kanye selling something he usually comes out and says something crazy if elon needs something he comes out and he says something crazy so i feel like they're kind of he's the white african version of kanye yeah i i, I will say I would say they're both agent of chaos then trump is agent of chaos as well um I agree. People, that, people that just seek to continue conflict and issues and they're not about problem solving um which i feel like a lot more people should be about um in order to be able to have some type of self-purpose um but i just i i, I honestly do not think that i, I mean I, I don't know Elon Musk as well obviously but just i feel like Kanye is just a different type of evil by itself i mean just to just He's know what they call disruptors and people follow disruptors because people yeah. feel like obedience is, you know, you're falling in line and right. you're not going to change anything. Right. And those people come in and they're like, we're going to shake up that, you know, Trump and that's, president and he hates the government. So that's, that's why I, that's why I think that Trump got in in the first place because they wanted a disruptor. And mm -hmm. I don't think that they look at Ron DeSantis as a disruptor. I think they look at Ron DeSantis as 
a official person that's going to do the same old, same old. So I just, I just don't think a Trump without the disruptive qualities that he brings will resonate with people. I think people are, are on the, the outsider, the businessman, the, you know, the reality TV guy, you know, like, you know, the rally guy, like, I feel like they're on him, that guy, the one that like will, you know, make the libs feel uh, terrible in the most comedic mean way, not through policy. So that's why I just feel like it's just very different. That disruptive aspect thing is very important, like you said, for a lot of people to want to follow. Like the, the stuff that Kanye West is saying, it's very disruptive to the Jewish people. And I think a lot of people love mm -hmm. it. Um, and, and the black community at that, because in our community. And I, I tell people this, um, when I, when I have conversations about it, cause I know a Jewish person that, you know, I played the game with, and I was just talking to somebody yesterday and just seeing how much of it he's seen and stuff like that. And he's a great guy. Like, I, I feel like I've met some amazing Jewish people and I feel so terrible being a part of a community that enough people are saying incendiary things about them as people. Um, and it's, it's very hurtful and, and, and it's very embarrassing. And obviously it's not everybody, it's it's, it's not a majority, but it's enough mm -hmm. voices in our community that are- Let, This is my last question to you. So do yeah. you feel like Van Jones, because Van Jones said the black community owes the Jewish community an apology mm -hmm. for- I, 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 I think it's very hard to ask the entire community to apologize, but I absolutely believe that um, I actually did not hear him say that. I actually would love to see what the comment section would say. If you go, it's, it's, in, it's showing Twitter. So if you probably. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll check Jones. it out. Because I, I normally like check the. I don't really care too much about what the individual says too much. I feel like it's like, you know, disruptive. I don't put too much energy in that. I put energy to what people are saying, like when the, the collective voice is saying. And I just look at the comments like, oh, here we go. We, we're on the wrong side of this again. So I don't think that saying that white people owe the Jewish community apology is um, a productive way to be able to get uh, empathy, love and care back into uh, society, into, into, into conversation. Um, I feel like it is just like, it's just knowing, just knowing how a lot of people are, I just don't think that that was a helpful way to do it. I just think, and but obviously if you didn't say it, then it, it, it's it's not it's it's a little sensationalized. I feel like it wouldn't have gotten any attention if he would have said that is true. You know, we need to be we need to have more love. We need to have more care. We need to have more compassion. We need to get to know other Jewish people and not believe these and not want to believe these things because someone else is putting them out there or just because it makes us feel good. If he would have said that, he would he, that would have just that would just got blown into the wind. You have to mm -hmm. say what he said was sensational, and that's what isk. I feel like it's nothing wrong with what he said, but obviously it will come off as sensational. And that's what got the response. So I don't believe that we all owe them apology. I believe that people should actually go out there and get to know Jewish people. I like really get to know them and not and lead with how they would want to be treated if they were that Jewish person or if that Jewish person had approached them. I feel like that's what we need to do more of and not uh, and, 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 and say it in that way. But again, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think more of us need to get to know someone that isn't like you. If you don't have a Republican friend, you need one. Go get yeah. you a Republican I'll, friend. I'll, get you a white I'll, friend. Yeah, I talked to quite a bit of, of Jewish people, uh, GOP people. And now uh, I'll say not all of them. But I, I, and even on TV, like I love Anna Navarro. She's so awesome. I think uh, 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 Alyssa um, that's on The View now, I think she's 
a really good representation. I don't agree with policies, but I feel like you can be a decent person. BLG, I, I have a lot of respect for Rick Wilson, um, okay. who was who was who was a Republican as well. Uh, even Adam Kingsinger, even I just don't agree with the policy, but I agree with the character and how they treat other people. I care about the the focus on reality and trying to do what's right I, and, and call out things that I would call out if my own party was doing it too, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate those aspects. And, and unfortunately in my everyday life, I have not ran across a Republican or a person like that, but I have tried, <laughs> I have tried. So okay. I think people should try more. I really do not just sit in your own bubble with people that agree with you all the time. Go out there and just talk to people that are different than you, ask about their experiences, learn more about things that you've not had the opportunity to uh, experience yourself and just have a bigger and better mind view and hopefully you can have more empathy because you will build a connection with someone that has something different than you and hopefully you'll be less uh, engaged and wanting to believe terrible things about an entire group of people than what we've been seeing so far. I couldn't agree more. So I appreciate you for coming on today. It was supposed to be 30 minutes. We've been on here a lot longer than that. Yeah, absolutely. We've been on a long time. <laughs> so I appreciate you sitting yeah. in there, hanging in there. And he used to do Zumba. I used to do Zumba. Do you still dance? Um, I still dance. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my best to dance the rest of my 30s at least. But, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely will. Um, You're going to try the rest of your 30s? You're only in your 30s. I know. I'm saying like, so obviously it gets harder, harder, harder. You know, your 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 cardio isn't as good as it used to be in your 20s. You're, you're competing against people in their 20s and stuff like that. But I'm going to try my best to just, you know, go as, as long as I can, honestly. Like I, I, I have a, uh, a plan to want to go to back to New York and take some uh, dance classes up there because that's like you know. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I still have some dance left in me. I'll say. He's a he's a really good dancer. He can he's he was one of the best dancers I've seen. I will say that I'm not a dancer, but I did Zumba, which is more exercise. But he's one of the best dancers. That I, was like a, I was like a dancer went into Zumba instructor where some people they just go straight to Zumba instructing. You know? <laughs> I'm not yeah. a dancer at so, all. I can never do any hip hop dance like a backup dance or anything. I could not. That was like a dream of mine a long time ago. Like I um actually did pop dance when I was 16, uh, like at Towson University and stuff like that. So it's like a dream of mine. It's kind of like to be in the CLA video, but then I really realized that the amount of competition out there for that, you have mm -hmm. to, like, at least you, you can't just have, you can't just have it as, as a hobby. It has to be like a lifestyle. And I say, yeah, that, that, that lets me know it's not for me. It's not a lifestyle. It's something I want to do for fun, but not, I, I just did not have the, 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 the come up for me to be able to compete with those people that are actually professionals, get hired for videos and choreograph stuff. So, you know, that's what, that's kind of got, what got me into it. And, um, I'm happy. I, I feel like dance is a very, another good escape, another good, like art and practice. And there's so many things that you can do in order to be able to, um, improve. There's no glass ceiling for dance. There's always hmm. an up, and obviously, as you get older, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we we don't move quite as fast, but we can still move a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. 
All right. So thanks again for coming through to Millennials Anonymous podcast. You are absolutely awesome. We will definitely be in touch. Mm -hmm. And awesomeness. You can come back anytime. Thank you for having me so much. Huh?